Hello, this is Tony Blazer for the Motocross Vault presented by Blinzall. If you're in the market for some high-quality racing oil for your two-stroke or four, make sure you go to blinzall.com and use our discount code VAULT20 to save 20% at checkout. Thank you for all the support. This is Hannah. This is Bailey. This is Butters. And welcome to the Motocross Vault. Welcome back to the Motocross Vault. What this video is going to cover is one of Honda's early 80s mini motocross missiles, the 1983 CR80R. This was the first year for liquid cooling on the CR80. Honda is actually, they were a little bit late to the mini game. Uh, they had come in pretty strong in 1973 with the original XR75, which of course today we think of as just a play bike. Uh, but in 73, believe it or not, it was a fairly competitive mini machine, which is Pretty indicative of the quality of most mini bikes at that time. A lot of guys were, you know, doing their own build-it-yourself kind of thing. There wasn't much competition in the mini market as far as more serious machines at that point. Then uh, in the late 70s, uh, bikes like the RM80, the YZ80, they really started to uh, add a performance quotient to the mini, uh, mini machines. Honda did not get into this until 1980 when they finally released their first CR80. In 83, they added liquid cooling. Uh, by then, it had a um, it was a really good-looking bike in 83. I love the looks. The 83 was the first year they transitioned to the kind of flash red, that orange orange and blue look, which I love. My favorite Honda look of all times in terms of color schemes. Really good-looking machine. Uh, we'll get into the performance of it a little bit here, but it certainly was a great-looking bike and an interesting machine for Honda for sure. So if you like this sort of thing, make sure you check out. I did a whole retrospective on the CR80 as well, which goes from its um, first bike in 1980 all the way to its retirement a couple of decades later. If you'd like to check that, I'll link that uh, here in uh, the description as well if you want to check that out. Uh, if you could like this on social media, I would very much appreciate it. Um, give me a share and all that stuff as well. I'd really appreciate that as well. So here's the story of the 1983 Honda CR80R. The late 70s and early 80s were a great time to be a mini-class pilot. After decades of neglect, mini bikes had taken on a new prominence in the late 70s. Once the domain of cobbled-together backyard projects and underperforming play bikes, the mini division of the early 80s had become one of the most hotly contested classes in all of motocross. Long-travel single-shock suspensions, powerful liquid-cooled motors, and works-like styling were all on the menu for mini-class pilots in 1983. For aspiring Donnie Hansons, Bob Hannas, Jeff Wards, and Mark Burnett's, there had never been a better time to be coming through the mini ranks. As I said in the intro, Honda was one of the first Japanese manufacturers to take on the Mini Class in the early 70s. Their XR75 was refined, well suspended, and reasonably powerful for the time. Its little four-stroke had offered kids a great platform from which to start a racing career. Eventually, however, the new two-stroke competition from Suzuki and Yamaha eclipsed its modest performance limits. It was still a great play bike and a competent beginner machine with a very loyal following. As you can see, Honda has kept it in its lineup for 50 years, more or less, with some minor changes. But it was not really a high-performance machine by the late 70s, and wasn't much of a racer anymore. Realizing they needed a boost in performance in the Mini Class, Honda unleashed an all-new model for 1980, the very first CR80R. Looking just like a 3 5 scale CR250, the new Mini featured a powerful 79.7cc reed valve two-stroke motor, laid down dual shocks, and a stem-to-stern coat of fire-red paint. With its close-ratio six-speed gearbox, manual clutch, and explosive power delivery, the CR80R was far more challenging to manage than the XR75, and aimed squarely at racers only. While certainly more competitive than the underpowered XR, this new CR Mini was not really the game-changer the original Elsinore had been nearly a decade before. The motor was a rocket, 
but the chassis and suspension were far less successful. Both the forks and shocks were poorly damped, prone to bottoming, and harsh in action. When pushed, the shocks faded immediately, and the bike bounced and deflected instead of tracking through the rough. With major suspension work, it could be competitive, but in stock condition, it was a less than ideal mini machine. In 1982, Honda had tried to address some of those issues by adding a version of their ProLink single shock rear suspension to the small CR. The bike still made do with air cooling, but it had a new chassis, revised bodywork, and updated suspension to improve the handling. This gave the bike a much more up-to-date appearance, but its performance still was not up to toppling the KX80. It was far more competitive than the 80 and 81 models, but still nowhere near the top machine in the class. For 1983, Honda decided to pull out all the stops by once again completely redesigning their mini-class offering. As in 82, the new machine continued to employ Honda's ProLink rear suspension, but an increase in travel from 7.9 inches to a full 8.3 inches looked to smooth out the ride. Up front, the new CR continued to employ a set of 31mm Shawa damper rod forks, but new settings aimed at improving performance were added. On the motor side, the 83CR80R featured an all-new liquid-cooled power plant that Honda claimed pumped out just over 20 horsepower. It continued to employ a six-speed gearbox with a manual clutch and a maintenance-free solid-state CD ignition. On the chassis front, Honda spec'd an all-new semi-double cradle steel frame to work with the new motor and the revised ProLink. The new chassis lopped off 0.4 inches of the wheelbase for 83 and steepened the steering geometry to improve the turning. All the bodywork was all new as well, with revised lines that mimic the looks of David Bailey's factory racer, right down to the blue safety seat and more orange, flash red colored plastic. In designing the new motor, Honda chose to keep the same basic internal dimensions as the 82 model. Both motors shared the same 49.5mm by 41.4mm bore and stroke, and 79cc of displacement. The new motor did feature all new porting, and a switch from a side port to a center port exhaust for improved exhaust flow. With the switch to liquid cooling, the new motor had an all-new look and appeared to be literally half the size of the 82 motor. Fuel delivery was handled by a 26mm Kahin round slide mixer, a set of fiber reeds going directly through the cylinder, and an all-new airbox. The new airbox was larger for 83 and repositioned from the side of the motorcycle to just below the seat, just like the full-size CRs. In order to keep things cool, Honda installed a large single radiator to the left side of the machine. By mounting it below the tank, they were able to avoid the packaging issues and top-heavy feel of the early Yamaha water pumpers. The addition of liquid cooling meant the engineers were able to bump up the compression slightly for 1983. The new machine featured a more robust 7.6 to 1 compression ratio versus the 82 model 6.5 to 1 rating. Internally, the new bike continued to employ six speeds, but it had revised ratios to better work with the new power characteristics of the engine. A new clutch was also installed with tougher plates and revised springs to handle the 83 bike's improved power output. Finally, an all-new expansion chamber and silencer were bolted on to help get all those spent gases out of the motor more efficiently. On the track, the new motor turned out to be slightly improved in some areas and rather lackluster in others. Low-end response was better than 1982, and the bike was snappy out of the hole for a mini-class machine. The mid-range was solid as well, but top-end power was completely lacking. On Kirker's Dyna, the Honda put out a peak of just over 14 horsepower. This was about 2 horsepower less than the KX80 produced on the same equipment. With a strong low to mid delivery, the CR was liked by novices, but it was not really the ideal machine for really fast kids who demanded more revs and a stronger pull on top. It was faster than the 82 CR80, but it was still not up to running with the class leading KX in any test of speed. If you were an aspiring Mike Healy in 1983, the motor was probably going to need some work in order to give you the kind of power you desired.
On the suspension end of things, the 83CR once again skewed toward the novice side of the spectrum. It featured both the least travel in the class and some of the softest settings. Neither end offered any adjustments, save spring preload in the rear. Compared to the class-leading KX, the CR gave up nearly 2 inches of suspension both front and rear. While this made it a better fit for smaller riders, it significantly hindered its ability to take on larger whoops and bigger jumps. Both ends were sprung extremely softly and underdamp for any kind of aggressive riding. With a larger or faster kit on board, the Honda would crash to the stops on any large hit. Even with smaller riders aboard, both ends were harsh and underdamped. Because of this overly soft suspension, the CR's handling could be a handful in the rough. Under acceleration, the rear end squatted appreciably and rebounded suddenly when encountering the first bump or whoop. Fast sweepers, however, particularly if they were rough, were a white knuckle affair, as the bike bobbed and weaved on its overtaxed forks and shock. If the track was tight and the jumps weren't too big, the CR was a decent handler. But if the track was a high-speed affair with lots of big jumps and really rough, the bike was really out of its element. On the detailing side of things, the new CR was excellent for its time and a solid step forward from 1982. The new plastic looked great, aside from a slightly odd front number plate. It fit well and gave the bike a very, very comfortable layout. Only a set of overly tall bars detracted from its otherwise first-rate ergonomics. A new folding shift lever made crashes less of a hazard, and excellent controls gave the small CR the same air of quality its larger brothers enjoyed. Both drum brakes were considered strong and more than adequate for the time, but the rear did get demerits for its grabby and difficult to modulate action. Even in 1983, Hondas were just put together better than their rivals. The quality of bolts, the general way it was put together, just had a more substantial feel than what you would have found in a Kawasaki or Suzuki of the time, and the bikes tended to feel fresher longer. Overall, the 1983 CR80R was an impressive looking machine in need of some additional performance. If Beauty had won shootouts, it would have been unbeatable, but as it stood, it was too short, too heavy, and too slow to be competitive at the top. Bikes like the KX80 outpowered it, outsuspended it, and outperformed it on the track. It was a good machine for shorter, younger, or inexperienced riders, but it was too limiting for anyone above the novice class without some major upgrades. If you put a little money into upgrading the suspension and motor, it was a solid platform, but in stock condition, it really was much more of a beginner machine than any serious contender to the throne in 83. I hope you enjoyed this look back at the 1983 Honda CR80R, a machine that is beautiful to look at. Maybe back in 83 wasn't the best performing machine, but of course now, who cares? It's a great collectible machine. People who have them love them. Uh, it's a neat, neat machine from a cool era for motocross. Uh, like I said, if you like this, make sure you check out the video I did covering the entire history of the CR80. Uh, I'll probably do some more of these on 80s. It seems like people like the uh, the mini reviews. I guess because you know, obviously we were all we were all young once. And we love these little mini cycles once upon a time. It's kind of cool to look back at them. Uh, you know, the magazines were pretty tough on the CR80 in '83. I I've never had one. You know, I never actually had a mini other than like as an older adult, I had a little DS80 to play with. But I was already fully grown. My my parents did not like motocross bikes when I was little, so I never got a mini class machine. I didn't get, my first real motorcycle, a motocross bike was a CR250, so I really didn't have any experience on little bikes like this, but uh, I love reading about them. I dreamed about them. I certainly drooled over them at the shop many times. I never got to ride one as a kid, though. Uh, the first, I think the first 80 I rode was like an 89 CR80. A buddy of mine had one I rode, and I was like, I couldn't believe how powerful that damn little thing was. It was a pretty crazy machine, so uh, these little bikes you know, I always thought it's like, what does it must feel like when you're eight or nine years old to get on this thing? It must have felt like a CR500. So in any case, uh, they were cool machines and a lot of fun, I'm sure, for the kids out there, those of you who are lucky enough to have them. I was always a little bit jealous. So hope you like this look back at the CR80. If you do, if you could subscribe, 
share it on social media. A lot of other people know about the channel. I'd very much appreciate it. And until we meet again, this is Tony Blazer for the Motocross Vault. Keep the rubber side down. Peace. <laughs>